Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, good morning, good morning. Welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. Today is Sunday, the 5th of September, 2022. Uh, greetings from a very wet Thailand today, and we're delighted that you are able to join us on today's and this morning's live stream. As always, uh, don't forget to like this video, and please do subscribe to the channel if you already haven't. Uh, sorry we haven't had much news this week, but to be honest, there hasn't been that much news here in Thailand. It's been pretty much a very very quiet week uh, in terms of news for the expat and the uh, tourist uh, kind of community but we'll jump into the first story of the day which is about the Thai police are seeking three people allegedly involved in a 300 million baht cryptocurrency scam police from the technology crime suppression division are looking for three partners in p minor cryptocurrency limited they are wanted on fraud charges for allegedly cheating investors out of over 300 million baht TCSD police have raided the house of one of the partners identified only as Criticorn in the Maytang district of Chiang Mai and seized numerous valuable items including six luxurious cars, six motorcycles, two pickup trucks and about 50 pieces of equipment used in the trading of digital assets. These seized assets are estimated to have cost about 100 million baht. According to the TCSD Police, Commander Police Major General Ranachai, 380 investors have already filed complaints claiming they were lured into investing with promises of high returns. Kitakorn, his wife and his brother, set up a limited partnership three years ago to operate a cryptocurrency exchange with a startup investment of 500,000 baht. According to the police, the three suspects have already left the country and police are trying to locate their whereabouts. So yeah, this has become all too common here in Thailand. A lot of cryptocurrency scams. But uh, yeah, it's it seems to be the way uh, it's regulated here in Thailand as well. I mean, uh, what, what a scam these guys. They invested 500,000 baht and they came out with 300 million. Now, another issue here, I think, as well, is, is that, you know, investors. What are you thinking? They were promised high returns. There's no guarantee of high returns in anything. And the idea that you're going to invest your money and you're going to get big returns is, is nonsensical at times. It also goes back to a story that we did at the beginning of the week where uh, it, it actually spoke about how a lot of Thai younger people believe that all these things are, they're in it just for the quick, rich, you know, scheme. Make a lot of money fast, retire, I'm done, you know, with my life or whatever. And, and that seems to be where this is kind of leading to people who have invest that money probably that they don't really have in the hope that they're going to get rich quick and it just doesn't you know really happen i think a lot of us know that a lot of this stuff is nonsense uh yes people have made money from cryptocurrency but i mean at the end of the day you can see right now a lot of people have lost a lot of money too with the way the cryptocurrency market has been so yeah again i i don't think this will be the last of the uh cryptocurrency scams we're going to see here in thailand but nevertheless we'll move on to the next story and for people coming to bangkok uh, in the near future bangkok taxi fares may soon rise the transport ministry is considering increasing taxi fares in bangkok from 35 baht for the first kilometer to 45 baht noting that the fares have not been increased for eight years. 
Deputy Permanent Secretary of the Transport Ministry, said that they will consider increasing the fares for taxis licensed in Bangkok as taxi drivers have been demanding an increase in the fares in line with the economic situation. He added that fares have not risen since 2014, in direct contrast with increasing fuel prices and costs of living. Meanwhile, the chairman of the Thai Taxi Public Association said that its working committee has proposed an increase starting at 45 baht for taxis with 1,600 to 1,800 cc engines and 50 baht for taxis with 2,000 cc engines and above for the first kilometer. If they are travelling to Don Muang or Son of Swanapum airports, they also propose that the service charge be increased from 50 to 75 baht. Currently, all taxis start at 35 baht and increase by 5.5 baht for each kilometre travelled. Taxis are booked via phone or hailing apps, will, will however now uh, cost another 35 baht. So yes, like everything I think around the world and no matter where you are, the cost of living is increasing. And yes, I, I think taxi drivers are in the same boat, if not probably more affected by the cost of fuel prices increasing. So, I mean, an increase obviously I think is slightly warranted, especially after a year. However, I think the different size engines is a little ridiculous. I mean, our customers to kind of look out and see, you know, I need to get a cheap taxi. Oh, look, that guy's got a 1.6 liter car i'll get in him because it's cheaper than the two liter i mean again a bit silly probably best to keep the prices in line with everything else have one standard rate and, and leave it at that now in relation to uh covid vaccines here in thailand the fourth covid vaccine shot has substantially reduced the risk of uh pneumonia and death a fourth covid19 vaccine dose has significantly reduced the risk of severe symptoms from lung inflammation which can require the patient to be put on a ventilator and the associated risk of dying, said Dr. Opart Karan Kawang, a Director General of Disease Control Department, citing the latest assessment report on vaccines administered between May and July, when the BA.4 and BA.5 subvariants of Omicron variant were spreading rapidly in Thailand. The assessment was conducted jointly by the Public Health Emergency Operations Committee and the Centre to assess the efficacy of COVID-19 vaccines of the disease control department. And according to the findings, the vaccine, two vaccine doses can reduce the risk of lung inflammation requiring a ventilator by 60% and the risk of death by 72%. So basically what they're saying here is yes, getting a booster here in Thailand is a good thing. Uh, interesting story was though, <coughs> excuse me, is that I actually decided during the week to go get a booster shot at lo my local hospital. Now, remember, Thailand is the country that has been telling everybody, you got to get vaccinated, you got to get vaccinated, you got to get vaccinated. They've been pushing it down your throat for the last two years. So I decided I'm going to go get a booster um, dose down at local hospital. So I call up the hospital and they tell me, yes, we have boosters every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. So I said, great, I'll come down on Thursday. He said, no problem, just bring your passport and... Uh, have the uh, you know the app with the um, your vaccine certificates from previously on it. The, what is it called now? The Morchan or the whatever it is. So anyway, I went down, I got to the hospital reception, handed over my passport. The guy had to go in the back and check. Oh yeah, we have vaccines today, no problem. So he processed me, gave my little piece of paper, told me to head off to uh, gate number twenty-four. So me and my friend were there. We sat there, we put our little sheet in, waited to be called, and then eventually they came out and they said, oh. Kieran, uh, Mr. James, uh, yep, next up here. Uh, yes, can you follow this lady here and she'll take you to the vaccine area. 
which was very confusing because we actually thought this was the vaccine area because it was part of the hospital. So nevertheless, they sent us off with another patient who we actually thought this woman must have worked in the hospital. No, another patient. And we were sent down to some dingy corner of the hospital. And to our great surprise, after 45 minutes of waiting outside, they came out to tell us that they've run out of vaccines. I was a little confused by this as there was only three of us in the queue and uh, it seems that, you know, the pick, uh, the take up of vaccines over the last couple of weeks in this area has been quite low. But yes, no, we have no vaccines today. We, we ran out. And when I inquired how you could run out when you only have three people in, your, in the queue, they said, oh, um, oh, we didn't think anybody was coming. I said, well, the government to be telling everybody to go. Well, what do you think is going to happen? So, yeah, no vaccines. Of course, Friday as well, uh, I had to ask, was there going to be vaccines? They said, no, we, we wouldn't have it then either. Maybe next week. So, yeah, even in Thailand here, the idea of being able to get a booster now has kind of significantly reduced over the last uh, couple of months. So it's actually becoming harder. It might be due to the province that I'm in. It may be just due to... Um, hospital inefficiency as well are people just not being prepared that actually also is probably part of it i don't think it's anything to do with the fact that we are foreigners uh maybe maybe not i don't know uh because the other girl was a myanmar national at the time uh, that was with us as well so who knows but yeah it was a very strange thing and considering that we had inquired the day off and they had told us yes i think it was a very strange situation but we're going to move along to a story now. We, we spoke about this new LTR visa that uh, has come into effect here in Thailand. So Thailand has joining has joined the race to lure foreigners in path to economic boom. Thailand is rolling out the red carpet for foreign workers, joining a bevy of countries looking to use the immigration route to boost their economies. Top professionals, eligible high net worth individuals and retirees can start applying online to stay as long as 10 years in Thailand, according to Chayatat Kritakakorn, an advisor to Prime Minister. The government has set uh, the target of attracting 1 million wealthy or talented foreigners to the country over the next five years. The new visa program, announced earlier and launched formally on Wednesday, seeks to build on post-pandemic efforts to welcome back visitors to the Southeast Asian nation, when, where tourism accounts for some 12% of gross domestic product now. I would say that figure is actually wrong. It's more about 20%. Uh, the move to tap remote talent, which mirrors steps by countries including Singapore and the United Arab Emirates, is, seeing, is seen uh, helping add value to the economy that is expected to grow 3.3% this year, the slowest pace in the region. The COVID-19 pandemic has disrupted workplace policies and introduced flexibility in terms of location as well as job scope, with few countries looking to capitalize on this by shift capitalize on this shift by offering long-term residents with attractive SOPs, said uh, Radhika Rao, an economist with DBS Bank Limited in Singapore. Host countries also count on such arrivals to add to the talent labour pool in the country, as well as boost the economy from incremental demand liftoff, he said. Now, you may wonder what about this new LTR visa. So, have a quick look uh, about it because uh, it, it's quite interesting. So it's really focused at wealthy individuals. So that that's the base of it. You got to be rich to be able to get these visas. So there's a couple of categories. You're looking for wealthy global citizens. That's wealthy individuals holding at least one million US dollars in assets and investment in Thailand. So you got to bring that money to Thailand. It's not that you can have it in your own country. It's got to be brought to Thailand. 
wealthy pensioners, right? Uh, retirees age 50 years and older who have an annual pension or a stable income. And we'll go into the criteria for that one in a second as well. Work from home Thailand professionals, remote workers working for well-established countries over or companies overseas. Now, this one apparently is being dubbed the digital uh, nomad visa. This has nothing to do with digital nomads. And We'll go into that in a second too. And then highly skilled professionals. Professionals are experts in targeted industries working for business entities or higher education institutions or research centers. And then, of course, there's dependents, spouses and children under 20 years old of LTR visa holders. And then there's a maximum of four dependents in total per one LTR visa. So the benefits basically are it's a 10-year renewable visa. Uh, you're exempt from the four ties to one foreigner employment requirement ratio. You get fast track service at international airports in Thailand. You only have to report to immigration one time per year. So for expats here, you know, you have to do the 90 day report. This will be the one time multiple reentry permit. Uh, permission to work in Thailand. So you get a digital work permit if you're, you know, one of those their version of what a digital nomad is or a highly skilled worker. Uh, 70% personal tax rate for highly skilled professionals. Tax exemption for overseas income and uh, immigration and work permit facility services at the one-stop service center for visa and work permit holders. So again, I think the fee for this, by the way, is 50,000 baht, okay? That's roughly what it is for the 10 year. So basically the eligible criteria, now we won't go into all of the criteria but we will talk about the ones that maybe would uh, affect expats or digital nomads so for wealthy pensioners you need to have a personal income of at least eighty thousand us dollars per year at the time of your application and in the case of your personal income is below the eighty thousand per year but no less than forty thousand per year applicants must invest at least two hundred and fifty thousand us dollars in thai government bonds foreign direct investment or a Thai property. You must have health insurance with at least 50,000 US dollars coverage or social security benefits uh, ensuring uh, treatment in Thailand or at least uh, 100,000 US dollars on deposit in a bank account. So that would be meet the criteria for the health insurance. Now you say that social security one that would probably have been people who've worked here in Thailand and would have be entitled to social security here in the Thailand. Now the one that was being touted as the digital nomad visa which is just so far away from it it's not even funny but um yeah personal income of a minimum of eighty thousand us dollars per year in the past two years now this is what's been touted for the digital nomad in case of personal income is below that eighty thousand but no less than forty thousand per year in the past two years applicant must have a master's degree or above or own intellectual property or receive series a funding you must also okay uh, your employer right whoever you're working for public company uh, must be on a stock exchange or if it's a private company in operation for at least three years with combined revenue of at least 150 million us dollars in the last three years and you must have at least five years of work experience in the relevant fields of the current employment over the past 10 years and you also have to have the health insurance as discussed with the pensioner as well. Now, this is what they tout as the digital nomad visa. Absolute nonsense, I think. I think most of us, we know what a digital nomad is. 
I, I mean, what they're basically looking for is they're looking for people who work for big multinational companies who have the ability to work remotely. That's it. But, I mean, if you look at the digital nomads that are here in Thailand right now, they don't fall into this category. And it's not focused on, on anything like that. And, and it's, again, it's Thailand's version of trying to attract only rich people. I mean, if we, if we go back during the pandemic, this was all they spoke about was getting away from the backpacker types in Thailand. And we want only kind of rich, wealthy people visiting our shores here in the kingdom. And that's exactly where this visa is meant to, you know, obviously they dumbed it down and they realized that, well, we actually do need all kinds of tourists here to keep the economy going. We can't just rely on one group of people but yeah this is what it is guys as always i'd love to know what you think about this do you think it's a good idea do you think it's actually going to attract many people personally i think it'll attract some but the problem is is this especially for the wealthy global citizens the pensioners is this big investment here in thailand where you have to put in a, a million us dollars or in the case of a pensioner if you didn't meet the um, monthly payments two hundred and fifty thousand us dollars it's a lot of money that by the way is very easy to bring into Thailand, but always very difficult to take out of Thailand. Just to remember that too. When you want to leave with the money, they make it exceptionally hard, and particularly the banks here in Thailand. So that's also something worth bearing in mind. Now we'll move along to the next story. And uh, yeah, this is actually a story I know a lot about. Illegal alien numbers surge in South Korea. One out of five foreigners in South Korea could be an illegal alien, as the count of undocumented foreigners has neared 400,000. What is this very strange? Oh, okay. It's only Norton, guys. The number of foreigners staying illegally in South Korea has risen steadily from 388,000 last December to 394,000 in May, with monthly average additions of 1,000 this year, immigration data of the Justice Ministry showed on Thursday. The ratio of undocumented foreigners out of all foreigners staying in South Korea rose from about 15.5% in 2019 to 19.3% in 2020. It hit 20% in January this year and has stayed in the 19% range throughout the year. Foreign nationals residing in South Korea totaled just over 2 million as of July. Many migrant workers are expected to have stayed in South Korea after their visa expired. Of the illegal aliens, 34.5% have not returned to their home countries after their 90-day visa expired. The number of foreigners residing without a permit for a lengthy period was estimated at 135,000 as of July, up 12.8%. Recently, some Thai group tourists went missing after they entered the resort island of Jeju visa-free. Some other Thai travelers were denied entry by Korean authorities on Jeju, who suspected they may be intending to work in the country illegally. So this actually, I know a couple of people, actually I know four people who decided they were going to make the trek to Korea to go work there. They had jobs lined up and they never even made a past immigration. Now, it's a bit like when we were kids, you know, going over to work in America for the summer. <laughs> you know, you have to have your story right when you get to immigration. I'm just going to visit a relative or all this stuff. But it does seem that a lot of the, the tourists that are going I would say tourists, a lot of the people going there to work illegally in Korea who come from Thailand are just not prepared for immigration. And they really think it's, you know, they just turn up, it's going to be, you know, easy. A lot of people just don't put the stories together. Now, I, I know a couple who had went and they got turned away and their story just didn't. When they told me what they were telling the immigration, I was like, sure, I wouldn't let you in, you know. They, they were going for five days. And that from the airport to where they were going was a five-hour drive five days you're going for five days it's going to take five hours just to get to where you're going 
And then when they were, you know, show your hotel, they didn't have a hotel booking. They just didn't have anything arranged. And it was, you know, as if they thought, well, you just turn up, they're going to let you in, you know. Oh, welcome. Here's your 90 day stamp. Welcome to Korea, South Korea on your holidays. And that's it. You know, you have to do a lot more preparation if you're going to work illegally in another country. And you are entering through these main ports where you're going to have to go through immigration. You have to be prepared for it. And a lot of these people are not. They think by going on group tours as well that that's going to be okay. These immigration officers in Korea are skilled. They know what they're doing. They know how to write the, ask the right questions. They work in conjunction with their Thai counterparts here in Thailand as well. And that is also very much worth knowing for people who do tend or want to travel like that, you know. So if you do know people who intend to travel to South Korea to work illegally, my advice is to tell them don't. There's nothing worse than working in a country illegally. You're a second-class citizen. You can't do all the things that other people can do. You're constantly looking over your back. And that's something that definitely is worth bearing in mind for those people who are going there. So that's my advice to anybody who thinks about it. If you know somebody is going, tell them don't. Figure out how you can go legally because that's the best route. And finally, guys, the Phuket News Daily Report. Food water distributed as Phuket flights resume. Much of the floodwaters have dissipated across many of the main roads in northern Phuket, allowing motorists to slowly uh, resume their journeys while flights at Phuket International Airport resumed uh, in full, officials announced. Now, if anybody was wondering what happened there in Talang and Chernthalay and up near the airport, the runway was flooded, the airport was flooded. Uh, in and around it and parts of it, cars were actually covered with water. It was crazy. I've never seen anything like it here in Phuket. Absolutely nuts. Not sure. I mean, I know we had a lot of rain, but not that much rain. But obviously, there's something gone wrong. Uh, Phuket welcomes the inaugural Vietnam Airlines flight. Now, guys, anybody considering going to uh, for a trip to Ho Chi Minh City? The inaugural flight by Vietnam Airlines from Ho Chi Minh City to Phuket was welcomed at the island's international airport earlier this week, guys. So you can uh, now fly direct from Phuket to Ho Chi Minh City. Uh, my wife described it as the pickpocket capital. I'm not sure if that's the case, but according to Thai people, it is. Uh, and flights uh, return start around 5,000 baht. That's what I was looking at recently. And Phuket Fantasy to reopen with a 6.6 .6 billion expansion. Well-known Phuket tourism attraction Phuket Fantasy is set to reopen on September 20th with a 6.6 .6 billion expansion covering more than 100 rye. And that's according to the new CEO and he announced that during the week. Now, Phuket Fantasy, as you know, used to be the place where the elephant shows and all that kind of stuff. And uh, the elephants are all gone from the shows now, though I do think there are some elephants there, but they're not performing anymore, which is a good thing. Because when I actually went to this show a long time ago, I generally felt sad for the elephants. I, I thought it was just uh, not a not a good um, thing to see. And yeah, it just made me sad watching the elephants on stage with their drooping heads. I, I don't know. It just felt something wrong about it. But it's good to see that many of these activities now have kind of finished. The elephants are either in sanctuaries or, you know, the, there's these uh, day trips where you can basically pay to go, you know, feed elephants days with elephants and do stuff like that so yes there's a, a changing mentality in terms of how elephants are treated here in thailand and we'll have a quick look at the chat uh because uh sorry guys i was in the middle of it and didn't i'm sorry to hang over so good morning ryan nice to hear 35 days to land in thailand well enjoy your trip ryan uh, i'm sure you will have a fantastic time so that will put you in 
well, 35 days from now about mid-october i guess yeah lovely time to come uh, fingers crossed i'll pray for the good weather for you uh good morning from the south the sky is showing that it will be opening up with some serious rain well we have some serious rain here right now i i can't i'm i am I'm, I'm concerned to say your name skajed uh, i think uh but that's how i pronounce it i think uh yeah it's pouring in phuket right now absolutely pouring down so i have a feeling it's gonna be like this uh for the day but it's a good day to stay at home hello froggy nice to see you and again i survived the hangover as of yesterday worst i've ever known i had a few uh definitely a hangover i didn't think i'd be waking up again <laughs> yes hangovers can be brutal anyway guys once again thank you for tuning in to today's show um yeah 25 minutes not bad i, I guess <laughs> so uh once again we'll be back during the week uh with another live stream once we have some great news for to bring you guys because you know as i said the news is important but quality of news is the most important again guys have a great sunday stay safe out there and thanks for tuning in <laughs>